Welcome to the Secured Podcast. I'm Mike Matranga coming to you from the ASAP Security Studio. Today we have the ASAP Security President and Owner, Mike Monsiv, and we're going to talk to you about a few uh, things that we've seen in the news here recently, uh, in particular, one that we saw today on Fox News called Black Wolf. Black Wolf. Black Wolf. Um, so Black Wolf is uh, similar to a uh, Uber rideshare application right. that just launched in Atlanta. Uh, within a week, they had 80,000 people download the application. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Black Wolf and how it separates itself from Lyft and other rideshare uh, companies like Uber. So according to the CEO of Black Wolf, um, very similar as far as the functionality and the requesting of a ride, um, like you would with a with an Uber or a Lyft app. Uh-huh. Um, however, you can request a driver who is armed. Um, and so, you know, I wanted to talk about it because there's, there's pros and cons to this. Uh, uh-huh. And I you know on the surface, sounds pretty good. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, yeah, I'm gonna have a driver there and you know, he's he's gonna have a gun. But as somebody who is former law enforcement who carried a duty weapon, uh-huh. and you know, many of the uh Uber drivers today have full time gigs or jobs and they uh they do this for uh extra money. Right. So um I think in the interview that we actually saw um Today, uh, the CEO specifically said that he had been contacted by a slew of officers already. Well, so, um, you know, it makes makes you wonder about a whole host of questions. Yeah. Right? As a as a, uh, a a duly licensed officer employed by an agency, and you are now doing this side gig of driving on a rideshare app. Picking up who knows who. And where's your right. duty to protect begin and end? Absolutely. You know, and I think that's, you know, it, part of me wants to think that this is a genius idea, mm-hmm. but the other part of me, uh, you know, uh, being cautious thinks that it could be terribly bad, um, you know, from a liability standpoint, especially not necessarily for the CEO of the company, but for the individual drivers. Right. You know, because in the interview that we watched on Fox News today, he specifically stated that he was re- actively recruiting law enforcement and military. Uh, and so that goes and to... And even security personnel with five years of experience or more. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, you you and I both know, and it's not meant to be disparaging, but it is disparaging, is sometimes you get what you pay for, and just because someone's been in a security industry as a licensed security officer doesn't mean that they really have the skills or the mindset to actually carry out uh, their duties, which is why maybe they're in security instead of law enforcement. So, you know, we have to have these open and honest conversations. Um, I mean, what are you, what are your thoughts? I mean, let's, let's dig a little bit deeper. Well, in order to secure things, we always look at things at a different angle than most people. Yeah. Right. Consumer looks at it and goes, Hey, I would love to have an app and have an armed guard, you know, in my vehicle. That sounds like a good concept. But when you look at it through the the other lens that you and I often look at risk mm-hmm. through, uh, you know, the 
the bad mic on this shoulder over here, whispering in our ear, you know, going, well, look, I just got to this city and I need a weapon. Now I don't even have to go find one. It's just take it off yeah, of his driver. Go ahead and sign up under this app and have this guy come in here. And while he's driving his back to me and he can't defend himself, I know that there's a weapon in the car. I'm just going to take it. Right? And if I take the weapon from the guy, now I got a car and a weapon. And there's a lot of people, regardless of your skill set in law enforcement or even in security, there's a lot of people walking around us daily that have the knowledge and skills and capability to take those weapons. Um, you know. Yeah, what, well, I mean, let's say, hey, you know, let's go, let's go out on a tangent here. Let's say that it, uh, it's a game, right? Uh, or, you know, someone trying to sell some type of drugs. Um, I'm going to go ahead and hire this guy, uh, and I'm going to make a stop. I'm ultimately going to go over here, and I schedule that in the ride-sharing app, and now you're showing up to this scene where you're going to go sell your illicit drugs inside or something else, and you have this person in there who takes you for who you are. Oh, I need security, right? Um, that's why I'm using this app. And so now an altercation happens. You've now injected a private officer off-duty into a situation, and it was all because of this app. Is there good? Absolutely. Like I, I mean, when you and I sit here and talk about it, it's like, and I could see some applications. This would be really great. Yeah, but I mean, I'm trying to think about that. You know, in, in particular scenarios, I can't think of a single scenario in my private life where I've been on vacation with my family or I, let's say, let's take Las Vegas, for example. Uh, let's take New York City, for an example. Um, places that I use Uber pretty regularly to get from point A to point B. I can't think of a single scenario where I w would think, let's say downtown Las Vegas, I want to move from the MGM down to, um, I don't know. Caesars. Uh, Caesars, right? You know, opposite end of the strip. Right. Why would I need an armed individual driving me? What's going to happen between the MGM and Caesars where that person would engage someone? Well, and that's exactly right. So let's say that you are there and you're carrying a lot of money, right? You you were successful. You okay. played at MGM. You want that. some money. You want to go back to your room. You're concerned that people saw you win the money. That maybe you need, you know, something that's in there. But, but let's let's now. Let's, yeah, my brain's moving fast, right? Yeah. Now. now let's switch this around. Is that officer willing to lay down his life? He's not an officer in that in that in that setting. He's a but he's a black really, wolf armed driver. This is why I wanted to talk about it, right? Because but he's, but he's not operating in the capacity hey, of a law enforcement officer. Agreed. Or even a security officer. You know, unless he's licensed in that state, he or she is licensed in that state to operate within those confines uh, or, or boundaries of a law enforcement. an off-duty officer, which is what the CEO said. So it's yeah. an off-duty officer doing the side gig, right? I've got, I'm riding for Black Wolf. I'm in Vegas. I'm a Las Vegas PD officer. Yeah. Right. Is he going to draw his weapon down on somebody that's trying to rob this individual, right, on his off-duty time? I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, where, where does that line come in? What it, happens if that's the expectation of the driver, and then he does not do that? And then that driver then sues Black Wolf and says that I hired a specific armed driver 
and he didn't engage. And he did not engage. We've seen in real life scenario where people are being killed and officers didn't take action. Yes. And now we're thinking, hey, we're going to hire them to drive us around. Well, and he's saying that they're targeting law enforcement and targeting military. Doesn't mean that they don't. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to have other drivers that are just armed or have an LTC. Sure. You know, because there's a lot of people that have LTCs that are carrying guns. Hell, I was in a retail store here the other day, and there was an individual that was open carrying. And I know this person. And I know that that person is not caring for the right reasons. It's all for show. And it wouldn't take much for anybody to whoop that guy's ass well, and take his gun from it. Anybody who carries concealed every day, right? Let's say they were licensed to carry. Let's say that now maybe they're a former law enforcement. The, the allure or the benefit of concealed carry is you have the element of surprise, yes. right? You don't know who in the store is armed. It could be the grandma over there, right? right? It could be, you know, where, you know, it could be this this mom. It could be that guy in the sporting shorts. Yeah. You, you don't know who it is. Any one of them or all of them could be armed. Yeah. That's the element of surprise. Yeah. When you have people who open carry, you lose you all You lose that. all that. Right. And Every bit of it. Your like leverage guys, is now gone. Yeah. It's like those guys it's like who those guys want to be officers or want to be soldiers or want to be yeah. whatever. And they never went through the process. Yep. But the people who carry every single day, I don't, don't want you to carry. know. No, no way. No, the element of surprise is you cannot measure that. No. Right? But every time I see someone that's uh, that's open carrying, I just, I shake my head. It's like, you're a fool. Right. You know, I mean, just because it's your right doesn't mean you should. Right. You know? Well, let's take it a step <laughs> you, further. You have a right to do a lot of things, but it doesn't mean you should do it. Let's take it a step further. How long does this occur or how long after an event happens with an officer before agencies start, start processing process or uh, creating policy right saying you can't do you it can't do it i think it'll be very soon afterwards right. depending on the agency and even the clearance levels or anything else many officers have to disclose hey i'm going to go work for this organization i'm going to do something and receive written approval. Yeah, I mean, I could totally see that going down to the lowest levels of law enforcement um, it, it, that you have to have permission. I have active law enforcement officers uh, at the state and federal level that work for me mm-hmm. at M6 Global. They have to have authorization from their agencies. We do a lot to protect their identity. We do a lot to make sure that they don't get themselves in any types of conflicts of interest. Um, but in this particular case, I do see that there will probably be a lot of, um, you know, agencies that move to say, hey, uh, you know, you can't do this. But then but then that's Pandora's box, because what <laughs> how how do you say that you can't be a rideshare right. armed driver, but you can work an extra job at the Best Buy or at the Cane's Chicken or it's a very slippery slope. Right. It's almost, though, you know, I mean, how many situations are you going to get yourself into when you're driving around um, on a street picking up complete strangers versus I'm in a fixed position at a store, I have cover, I have the ability of communications and resources and all of these other things that a business has that when you're out mobile, you may or may not have. Well, here's the other other thing that, that people are not considering that I don't know if the CEO is considering. 
as far as putting these officers in in a bind, in a moral dilemma of what they should do. Okay, so they've been hired as a as an armed driver for Black Wolf. Uh, we all know that you know Uber, Lyft, um, other other um, you know rideshare companies. You know, you're not always picking up the mom, you know, and the wholesome mom, the mom, or the mom and dad, or or the grandma, or the kid, traveler. you know, you're the business traveler. You're picking up people that have been partying, whichever way they party, whether it be through means of alcohol or drugs. Now you've got somebody in your back seat wanting to smoke a joint, or they're engaging in other type of illicit drug activity, and you've got a licensed law enforcement officer that's driving you that's armed. How do how do they separate and differentiate when and they're what a law enforcement officer and then confesses to confesses a to a murder, right? And why he's riding in the right. backseat? I I think it's a it's a slippery slope. It's a very slippery slope. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. I mean, right? I think that I mean, I think that uh, the CEO, I think it's Kevin King Brown, you know, genius idea. I, you I know, agree. I I do believe that he will be successful, and I commend him. Hey, applause. You know. Yeah. Uh, flaws for being in, uh, innovative, uh, you know. Yeah, but, but I just wanted to I wanted to have this conversation with you because obviously you have the experience, not only from the security side of and being able to look at all the what ifs, yeah, but also from the law enforcement side of you know what it's like to you know you're a sworn in officer. Well, because you know as well as I do, I mean, you know, we have this debate all the time about you know um, getting into the security guard services industry, whether they be unarmed, whether they be armed, that's, you know, a common theme that we're seeing in our space of that being a, a growing need, whether it be in, you know, uh, the industrial complex, corporations, schools, um, and it's something that you and I've been uh, discussing and, and you've been trying to talk me out of um, because, you know, dealing with people is hard, right? Especially at that level, and then you're you're giving a tremendous amount of responsibility to people, but they're not being paid at the same responsibility level. So therefore, you kind of end up getting what you get, right? And well, and I think that that's going to be really interesting to see at where's that line. I mean, obviously they've done some testing. They've 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 gotten to a point where they're at now that they're able to release it in a city, but there has to be enough money that an officer is willing to do that and not an extra job. And I don't I don't understand the the economics of this app from that perspective because most law enforcement officers that we know mm -hmm. have all the extra jobs in the world they yeah. want, right? Like I mean, they work as much as they want to. Uh, there's always a need for extra jobs, right? Um and, and many times when we pull an officer for some customer, they're typically turning down some type of family event or something else that they did to come and help us yep. because they weren't doing their normally scheduled extra job, right? Uh -huh. So there's all of this need and they make good money doing extra job, yeah. right? So if you're gonna now drive around, you're gonna be putting wear and tear on your vehicle you're, you're putting yourself at this additional risk and you you got to be able to make at least the same, if not better, or why wouldn't you just work an extra job? Right. 
Now, I know it's not this way in everywhere, but I know in Texas, we're short officers, right? I mean, I, I know across the country. Across the country. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you make this beneficial? I mean, if you're truly taking, you know, a 30 or 45 minute ride in a vehicle, is, are you willing to pay 60, 70, $80 for an armed driver? Yeah, but I need to know hypothetical situations of why you would need an armed driver. I mean, you gave a good example of someone winning money at a casino and then wanting to be, you know, escorted back to their hotel by an Uber driver who's carrying a gun through, or I, I say Uber, I mean a Black Hawk, Black Hawk, I apologize, Black, Black Wolf driver who's carrying a gun. That person's not going to walk you to your room. I mean, unless that that's a service that, that they want to offer, and you're welcome. I just gave you a, a quick little uh, bit <laughs> of free. <laughs> yeah, there's another one. Well, uh, you know, like I can think of. Yeah, if you want to make it worth your while, have them escort the client <laughs> to their room, to their final destination. You're welcome, uh, Mr. Brown. Well, I mean, then there's a whole liability on that, right? Now yeah. we show the officer going towards somebody's room. Oh, I was assaulted, right? Yeah. Now, what, I didn't assault you. I escorted you to the room. I walked back to the vehicle. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things, like this is a really slippery slope. Yeah. I, you know, one thing I could think of as a parent, right? You know, Uber has minimum age drivers. Right. But uh, I know parents who have been in a bind for whatever reason and their kids had to take an Uber. They sent them an Uber, yeah. They sent them an Uber, right? Yeah. Whatever that may be. I need to ride from here to there. They got jammed up. Somebody's in the hospital, whatever. Whatever the situation is. And, and the child ends up taking an Uber, right? The parent sends it to them or whatever. Um, but that could be a service that maybe that is something yeah. that for a certain age minor, um, who needs to come back around, maybe you would want to have somebody who's had a vetted security background check or who is a current law enforcement officer, because we know at that point, at least the, the person's not yeah. a felon. They're, well, they're held to a certain standard. They're held to the same they, standard as a law enforcement officer. But now you're putting a minor in the custody of a law enforcement officer but they're not serving in the capacity of a law enforcement officer. Agreed. So, I mean, uh, you know, that could be a service that I would say. Would they get all the training, they get all the vetting and all the benefits of having a law enforcement officer escorting their child or transporting their child, but they're not serving in the capacity of a law enforcement officer. So, I mean, I, I mean I'm kind of mixed on this. You know, I, I think it's, a I, like I said, I think it's a it's genius idea, but there's a hell of a lot of liability that I, I'm, I'm certain that, you know, after listening to uh, Mr. Brown's, um, you know, presentation today on Fox News, he seems like a very intelligent individual that he's thought this through. So I'm assuming uh, that these are some of the things that they've probably worked through these scenarios. Yeah. Uh, and if you haven't, feel free to call us. We'll, we'll definitely do that for you. Yeah. Um, we have a whole network of people that can assist you. So and that's that's an that's an offer. Um, well, and we have actually software tools that uh, could actually help keep track of people and yeah. uh, give them resources in real time. Yep. So uh, it's definitely something that we could consult on um, without a doubt. It's just, you know, I wanted to bring it up because it's yeah. going to be interesting to watch. I have no doubt. You know, I mean, we've already seen Uber in the news yeah. for, you know, an officer yeah, yeah. with a gun or this person or this person getting robbed. Or, or an Uber driver raping gone. someone, raping a, a woman who's, in, you know, intoxicated. Sure. Going home from a bar, you know. Right. All of these things that we've seen happen with the other ride sharing, and I'm not just picking on Uber. Lyft is yeah. in there as well. All of the ride sharing. It's really going to be interesting to see how. I mean, I kind of, I mean, you know, when we, we talk about, there's a lot of liability, obviously, but 
you know, I, I think he may be onto something though, because sure. if if he can hold the standard of having someone who's a vetted law enforcement officer that has gone through all of the training that they've gone through, they're held to a higher standard within American society. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think he might be onto something. I will say yes, but where I think that it goes awry is the first incident, and the agencies will. Yeah, they'll pull it. Yeah, they'll. And so they'll his entire business model goes kaput because well, the agencies come back in there. Well, I, I would normally say I can see that happening. Um, I think that there will be some agencies who to have that initial knee jerk reaction where they tell their officers that you can't be part of Black Wolf. Right. You know, that's not a that's not an extra job that you can, you know, conduct. But if you're going to do that to Black Wolf and do that to them for Black Wolf, you've got to do it with other extra jobs. Because, listen, you know, transporting people in a vehicle from point A to point B armed as an off duty officer is no more of a risk than working in a grocery store or or a bank or like you said, a nightclub. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I have a feeling this is probably going to work out for Mr. Brown. Yeah, I do. I, I have a feeling that it's going to work out if it's done properly with the right people. And I'm, you know, maybe he has a team, maybe he doesn't have a team, but, um, I think that it could work fine. Um, but there's gonna, there's a hell of a lot of liability. Well, I, I think it's gonna be really interesting to see the monetary side of it, right? Like I'm always yeah. looking at things from a business picture of, of where is that line right i can open up this app so the other ride sharing apps are going to have a lower standard of entry for drivers Mm -hmm. which means that they are going to be able to have more drivers right so i can open up this ride sharing app and it's going to cost me 14 dollars, and they're going to be here they're a minute away and i can open up this app and get this level of service and it's going to cost me 50 dollars for that same ride and it's going to take them nine minutes to get here. Right. Yeah, but if it which, were me, I would do the $14 one? one. But if it were me me sending a car to pick up my wife and kids, I would I would consider the $50 one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But they, they do they have, are they going to allow the kids side? I don't, I don't know. But this is, this is one of those things. How often do you do that? Chances are, if you went back and looked at your Uber history, more than likely or... Lyft or whatever ride-sharing app you're using, you probably use it more for yourself than you've ever used it for somebody. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So how do you build a business out of that if you're just handling exceptions? And the other thing is, is now you've got to also schedule officers around the clock, right? Because you can't just have, oh yeah, this is only nighttime. That's a that's a that's that's a staffing it's a staffing nightmare. Our police departments have a hard time, have a hard time staffing yeah. for their primary I job. Know. And this company is going to have a, an extra job app. I, it I really is like, an extra job app. Really if you think is. about it, it's an extra job app. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm really, really intrigued mm-hmm. and I'm really, um, interested in seeing how this plays out. Um, I would, you know, I know he just rolled it out in Atlanta, um, 80,000 users subscribed in the first week. Yep. You know, um, I think. Well, in Atlanta, Atlanta is one of those cities, man, it's gotten, it's gotten rough. Yeah. Right. Uh, The other thing that's, you know, changing in Atlanta that a lot of people don't know is that it really is the new Hollywood. 
Yes, a lot of uh, a lot of production a lot. is happening in Atlanta instead of yep. LA. Been there in a long yeah. time. Um, it, it it's now something that you see everywhere. I can, uh-huh. every time I've been in Atlanta, there has been I have come across at least two or three several you know sets that are live filming. Yeah. Well, man, I uh, I don't know. Um, I'm curious to see how it plays out. I think it's going to. I think financially it's going to play out well for him. It's if he can get the pricing right for the demand and the scheduling. Pricing right, right scheduling. I would, you know, my advice to him would be don't lower your standard. Right. Keep, keep a very high standard. Uh, that's going to be the challenge. I think that's ultimately going to be the the, the piece that's in there. Because um, if you look at any of the other ride-sharing services that are out there, how many people use it on uh-huh. a given day uh, trying to staff that with now a specific demographic of driver instead of having a pool of drivers this large, you now have a pool of drivers this large. And so uh, in order to handle demand, the only way that he can do that is by lowering. Well, I'll tell you another battle that he's going to fight is some people are not, they won't ride with them because they have a gun. Um, there's a lot of people in the United States that are deathly afraid of weapons or they just don't feel like they have any uh, place in American society. Uh, a lot of these people are, you know, probably Uber or, or Lyft uh, rideshare customers and they would, they would not take that ride because they have a gun. It'd be really interesting to see which states that he's successful in. I'm certain that it's gonna be, it's gonna be the South. You think he's going to be successful with this service in California? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, he's talking about New York already. I mean, if some of the tightest gun laws in the country, yeah. right? I mean, uh, okay, so now you got NYPD officers and maybe a handful of other people that are could be drivers. Um, I, I think your more left-leaning states are going to be they're, they're going to shut, shut it down. I mean, think about how yeah, but how could they shut it down? Uh, the cities can. Right, you were, if you remember, there's been a ton of legislation Oregon around uh, the ride-sharing companies where they could and come come through, and in order for them to be successful where they're at, they've had to sue their way into it. Las Vegas, we brought it up. That was one where, you know, cabs were everything mm-hmm. there. I mean, they it well, was one New of the York places. Also. New York, right? New York and Las Vegas transportation especially around the strip in vegas it's all cabs uh-huh. every bit of it right and now it's a little different there that's yeah, right different i mean it, all the major uh casinos and hotels have had to create separate parking lots or facilities <laughs> or ride sharing yeah right where did i fly into i flew into uh um i think it was uh detroit here a while back, and same thing. Uh, yeah, well, even even let's not even Detroit, but even in Houston, mm-hmm. they have their own parking lot for rideshare. You know, yeah. they don't mix with the cabs anymore. Right. Um. So, but how do we? You know how do how do you? I mean, the the individual and the driver will know who's who, but do they notify the people that they're armed? I mean, is I mean, I, I hope that they wouldn't force them to, you know, have a sticker on their car or something that would 
identify them as an armed driver. I mean, that takes away the whole purpose. But well, you know how some of these governments are, whether they be local, state, or be, federal. Got to be identified. Yeah, identify. if you go into the airport, they have to have tax because they have to pay a tax every time they go into the airport. Mm. Right. So anybody who goes through Las Vegas airport as a professional driver has to pay a, a toll, a tax. Their car's taxed, and they have to have special stickers on them. So I don't know how you get around that. I don't know. It's going to be also yeah. interesting to see the uh, as you increase the cost of the ride, yeah. right? And somebody who's more uh, discerning about the level of security typically is going to want a different quality of car, right? This yeah. is going to be one of the black sedans or black mm -hmm. SUVs. You know, can you imagine, you know, pulling up in some, you know, 10-year-old vehicle with, you know, the kid's cereal in the back and whatever, <laughs> yeah. and you're paying. We've all seen that. Right. You know what I'm saying? But then you show up for the ride and you're paying a premium for the service. Well, they have that already though. There's a there's another ride share company called Black. Mm -hmm. You know, are you familiar with that? Oh yeah. That it's all high-end vehicles, you know, right. and you've got, you know, truly you have, you know, almost like a chauffeur. Okay. Right? So hold on. So now we have the ride sharing apps. We've got Black. I would say Black Wolf is above yeah. that. I want the services yeah. of a of a I want to escalate. I want to but I want exactly. but I want that there. And I would love to see, you know, a guy actually chauffeur, right? Like I mean, you know, somebody who's clean cut, you know, and dressed dressed appropriately. And it doesn't have to be a suit, but I mean I don't want some guy that's showing up literally in in slippers and his pajama pants. Right. Uh which some of the other places have. We've seen those. We've seen that, right? Yeah. And you're like, literally, this guy rolled out of bed, or yeah. you know, he's sleeping in the car in between rides, or whatever, right? You're 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 going to pay for a premium. Well, but I think that if you, you know, from a business model perspective, one of the things that you know he should keep in mind, uh, give him away more free advice, is uh, <laughs> you're not going to be for everybody, right? You're already not going to be for everybody, so so go ahead and just be different. And what I mean by that is that, you know, if you're charging 50 bucks and you've got a professional driver who's armed in a black vehicle, you know, BMW, Mercedes, Cadillac, you know, suburban, suburban whatnot, um, and you're going to pay the elevated price, you might as well just do it, do it right. Mm -hmm. You know, I would, I would maybe pay for that eventually at some point, you know, if I wanted to have you know, my wife and a couple of friends of ours going out and we want to have somebody that's, you know, professionally dressed in a nice vehicle. But in most of those situations, you're, you're going to hire an actual police officer. Well, that, or you're going to hire an actual, um, a limo company. Limo company. Yeah. Right, who's going to show up in a sedan yeah. or an SUV. Now, I, think I just don't know. I think there's more, I think his success is going to tip off all of these limo and, you know, sedan companies that yeah. did private service because the type of people who are willing to pay a premium for security, which we know a lot of those people, they're going to want on-demand service. They don't want to come back after whatever event they went to and wait and wait a premium amount of time for the premium service, right? They're not going to want that. They're going to want that driver to be able to be like, hey, I'm coming out in, in three minutes and that yeah. vehicle to be waiting. There is, if you have a security concern, 
you know, this is one of those things that people don't think about. And you're this concerned about it. Yeah. If the vehicle is not waiting for you when you get outside or behind, you're sitting in there, yeah. you're a sitting duck that entire time that you're there. Well, I mean, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to wrap my brain around this. So we call a ride share, we call Black Wolf, we get an armed driver. He takes us from point A to point B, drops us off, and then he moves on. And then we call another ride share through Black Wolf. And it could be a completely different guy, completely different skill set, completely different car. I'm, I'm not really understanding the need for an arm, just simply ride share to get me from point A to point B. If, if, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this with a professional driver that's armed, that's going to take me from point A to point B and stay with me at point B to provide a true service. They, they have that service. I mean, they're called limit Pro drivers. Or, well, and then they have personal protective Personal protective officers, officers yeah. I, I don't, I mean, we, we have clientele that we help and, and that we help consult on, you know, high net worth, high risk individuals. Right. Yeah. And I can't say that we would ever recommend, Hey, when you get there, take Black Wolf in any one right. of the situations we would have, we With would have personal protection. Guy. We'd have transportation arranged. Yeah. There'd be an itinerary. It would be, this is what's going on. And they're going to show up. This is the person that's going to meet you. There's the qualifications. Yep. And it, you it, know, here, here is all of your information. Yeah. And I'd send it to you electronically. You know exactly where you're going. I just don't understand. I mean, have we had that many uh, rideshare uh, uh, victims? Uh, not, not from the driver, but from outside entities. Um, I, I mean, I've heard of nothing. Yeah, I've heard of victims being, uh, uh, you know involved in ride shares, but it's usually the driver assaulting people. It's not, it's not someone else assaulting someone that's in a ride or share. it's someone assaulting the driver. Right. Right. It's the, it's the drunk person from the party who loses his mind or is on some type of substance and beats or abuses or right. the driver. Right. And we've seen that. Yeah. And so now you have an officer there and now he feels like his life threatened and he has to respond with force. Yikes. That's, that's a, uh, that's a challenge. I don't know. Uh, you know, part of the other thing is that, that concerns me is uh, you and I both have traveled internationally, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I would say in general, people who travel a lot know how to travel. People who travel internationally a lot know how to not look like an American. Right. Right. Uh, you don't wear the tennis shoes. You don't wear the blue jeans. You, you know, you, you, you don't act like an American. You try to blend in, mm -hmm. right? Because you don't want to draw attention to yourself. If they are going to have markings, like we're talking about for the licensing, you know, details under these city regulations, uh, the individual cities require the light up signs indicating that they are this driver or that driver. Each one of them has different, different things. Think about, you know, Uber now offers the advertising sign. So it drives down the road and then the driver can make additional money by the sign on the top of the right. vehicle, right? If if any of those signs are there, you again are losing that element of surprise. Right. You don't know who I am. You, you know, there's a lot of people that you can get in and out of risky areas by going extremely low key. Yeah. Right. Um, in other situations, it's warranted, right? I need to have this level of security. We need to have this 
overt presence or I need to have this type of deal. But that's a, a risk analysis that you have in there. And so if if it if the vehicles are marked, it's it's the equivalent of doing the open carry versus concealed carry. How do you get around the whole licensing? I mean, because essentially they're serving as an executive protection officer, mm. right? Or personal protection officer. They, How do you get around that? If it's if it's not a licensed law enforcement officer. You know, this it's not the state a state of Texas. If it's, let's talk about Texas for now. Yeah, there's a specific security license yes. for someone who is a you have to be licensed, officer. and that's essentially what they're doing. Right. So is he going to go get all of these guys their executive protection Absolutely. license? And are they going to be under his security license? Because you have to work for a licensed security company. You and I both know that's not going to happen. Yeah. But is the state going to do anything about it? We can't get them to enforce the companies who are out there installing. The security system's illegal. There's cameras and alarm systems being installed by felons, and you tell the state licensing agency, hey, this is going on. This person is installing a camera system in this school. They are not licensed. The installers are felons. This is what's going on. Do they do anything about it? No. I can go on a whole other tangent about that. Yeah. But they'll take our money as a licensed security company, but they won't go and do anything about people who are breaking the law. Right. It'd be really interesting to see what happens as this starts growing and these incidents come up. Now, all of a sudden, is is the state going to come back up, you know, and, and say, oh, yeah, where's our licensing money? I'd love to I'd love to talk to this guy. Yeah. You know, I'd love to, to talk to him and just, you know, pick his brain a little bit. Maybe have him on the show. Yeah. Talk about it. Um, it's definitely something I wanted to bring up. Right. Because I mean, I mean, this is uh, this is interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how all the laws and in these cities, the. The Democrat-led cities versus Republican-led cities, the North versus the South, the liberal versus yeah. the conservative, I mean, like how, how this all shakes out. Yeah, I mean, I wish him nothing but success. I mean, that's, you know, I'm not, I don't want anybody to think I'm casting shade. No. I'm not casting shade at all. Um, I, it's purely I, talking about pros and cons. Yeah, right? pros and cons. I mean, he's got to know that people are going to talk about this. Sure. And so what I would say is if, you know, sir, if you want to come on the show, uh, reach out to us at info at m6globaldefense.com or serviceasap.com and you're welcome to come on the show let's get you in here let's talk about it well uh, we may actually have even software that uh, may help uh, from we, a uh, service and security aspect for the people who are providing the road ride service i think we can do that too um so there's a lot of uh, a lot of things that we feel like we can help you with so um anyhow but yeah no i i, I mean like i said wish him nothing but but Absolutely. success yeah. um but I foresee some significant hurdles. Sure. You know, and if, if I can help him, you can help him, our network can help him, then um, I think it would, you know, it would be beneficial. So he may not want our help. I don't know. Um, but we're going to offer it. Sure. So, but anyhow, but yeah, no, I. It, but we're going to continue to bring things up like this, yeah. you know, that are relevant like this and talk about the pros and cons, not just from the business side, but, you know, the actual user side. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, good deal. Awesome. All right. Appreciate it.